0: Club Talk Radio.
1: Edition of the cheapest meal presented by Deep Fried Draft. My name is Brian Bosarge. We're going to talk a lot of fantasy football and dynasty of fantasy this week, and we're going to talk a little Pittsburgh Steelers with a, a good friend of uh, mine, Andy Molly. Um, last couple of weeks, we've talked to Pixie and Paul Gilmet. We've talked to uh Joe Everett. We've been mostly talking 2018 NFL Draft. We're going to continue that this week. We're going to continue that this week now with the owner of dynasty com, He is a contributor of Steelers to Steelers Depot and dynasty trade calculator. He's a fantasy football guru and the greatest export from the state of Maine. My good friend, Andy Miley, Andy, how are you doing? Good,
0: Brian. Boy, an export from Maine, because I'm originally from Ohio, but live in Maine. Uh, that's nice to be wanted by that state, I guess. Uh, I'm excited to to talk some uh, fantasy football, Steelers football,
1: whatever you'd like to do. Andy, it's been a good minute since the last time we saw each other. How, how's everything been going for you?
0: Um, everything is fine. Um, unfortunately now working for a school. I'm not able to get the time off to go to Mobile because that's when we first met. Uh, you know, going to the Senior Bowl, hanging out, just talking football and. And I miss it, but uh unlike Shane, I can't uh swing those uh days off and unfortunately living in Maine we have to use a lot of our personal days for snow days. Um or we get sent home early just so we get paid, so I I can't put all those at the same time and go down.
1: Yeah, that that's that sucks. I mean, especially with snow, it's not not something we generally have to deal with down here obviously but uh you also don't have to deal with 100 degree weather in May so here we are but uh Andy we're going to start off with uh the the Pittsburgh Steelers I know you're uh you contribute to SteelersDepot.com and a long time uh, Steelers fan uh what was your overall assessment of the uh 2018 Steelers draft class
0: well I wish we could have uh traded down to get one of the top 4 Uh, linebackers but unfortunately when that happened and it seemed uh, like the GM and everybody basically said hey if we can't get the top four we're just going to go elsewhere and um, obviously uh, Edmonds was a huge surprise um, in the first round but I mean it looks like they're probably going to have him on the field with Morgan Burnett with Sean Davis and then uh, we're going to have our uh, John Bostick, who we picked up pretty cheaply. Those are going to be our kind of linebackers slash safeties on the field, which things are a little bit scary, but I, I didn't mind us getting uh, James Washington to hopefully take the spot of uh, Bryant. And then, uh, you know, who knows with the – Mason Rudolph, if he'll be the heir apparent to Ben, or they'll draft somebody else. But, I mean, at least you're thinking quarterback. Uh, Getting a swing tackle is always nice. Getting another uh, backup safety um, with Marcus Allen. No relation to the uh, Oakland, Kansas City great running back, but, you know, played for Penn State, so they know what he can do. Jalen Samuels is a funny kind of guy that, you know, is he a running back? Is he a tight end? Is he a fullback? What exactly is he? I mean, there's – I'm not sure how fantasy relevant he'll be, but hopefully he'll be able to do something. And if uh, Lev Bell goes, Connor isn't really uh, very – James Connor isn't very good at catching the ball so well. He can run well between the tackles, but Jalen Samuels can definitely uh, – catch almost as well as uh, Love Bell so maybe there's something there and then getting a, a big beefy uh, nose guard in the uh, seventh round from, from Bama who can uh, occupy space and moves around well I, I was pretty happy other than you know not getting a replacement for Shazier but you know you you can only do with what you have
1: Right Uh Go back to that first-round pick, Terrell Edmonds. I had actually, you know, before the draft, I'd kind of seen different people saying, well, maybe he gets in the first round. And I had him right around pick 140. I mean, that's where I had him ranked. Uh, was was you as shocked uh, with that reach in the first round as I was?
0: Yeah, I, I was shocked. I mean, I think it was Lock and Forward was saying that he was inching up. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't care for him. I happen to be – was lucky enough to be friends with him on Twitter I've talked to him a couple of times. So, I mean, I, I was surprised. I mean, there's a lot of people that said, Oh, you know, they thought it was his brother was still available and made jokes with it. Um, you know, as, as shocked as I was, I was happy that they didn't take Mason Rudolph <laughs> in, in the first round. So I, you know, funny thing if Mason Rudolph would have gotten picked in the first round, and Edmonds would have gotten picked in the third round. People wouldn't really be talking. So, it,
1: but there was a lot of people that thought that they should be flipped around. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. I mean, if if, if it had gone either way, or if even if James Washington goes at pick 28, it wouldn't have been the hugest reach. And I know our good buddy Joe Everett. He's a big fan of a of four there in round. Um, I think it was round four. Pittsburgh grabs him. So, uh, oh, round good, three, good, yeah. Good yeah, selection. Third, round, yeah. round three. Round three. In the third, yeah. Sorry. Uh, there's an undrafted free agent that I'm a big fan of that Pittsburgh brought in, and that's a tight end, Farrow McKeever from uh, Ford International. This was a guy I saw at NC State as a redshirt freshman, was a starter as an outside linebacker, then, you know, couldn't – or, uh, sorry, as a defensive end. Obviously got pushed out there because – You saw what their defense line was in this draft. Moves to tight end, gets buried on the depth chart there, then transfers out, has a good season this year at FIU. Have you uh, seen anything on Farrow McKeever to think that he maybe can make this roster as either on the 53-man or the practice squad?
0: Um, He may be able to make the practice squad. Um, They seem to be pretty – Steelers seem to be pretty happy with um, Jesse James and uh, Vance McDonald. Um, you know, they had Xavier Grimble got a little bit of playing time last year, and Jake McGee, I think he's from Florida. I mean, so it's – I think it's a practice squad or, or nothing really for – but they they they'd like to try out a bunch of different people, and, and who knows, you know, if they're going to keep uh, Jalen uh, Samuels where, you know, they're just going to strictly have him, you know, run with the uh, – running backs and the fullbacks so i mean he could always you know bounce off the tight end or at least in in a slot or something so i don't know how how many tight ends are going to keep but i'm all for keeping athletic guys that that can uh that can block and and do it the stealer way so i mean if he can help i would certainly love to have him
1: yeah, uh, you got to believe Jalen Samuels is uh, saving a roster spot for somewhere else uh, with his uh, versatility. Let's uh, let's get off the subject of the Steelers now, and uh, let's move on to uh, something I I really know nothing about, but I know you do. Just give a, give my listeners here the Cliff Notes version of what Dynasty Fantasy is.
0: Dynasty Fantasy football is basically you draft these people one time. And they stay on your roster unless you trade them away or you cut them. You do an initial draft. Um, it depends how big your rosters are, and then then the next year you you draft rookies with however you placed the year before. So if you are in a 12-team league, the league champion would pick 12th, and it would it would mirror the NFL draft that you know, the worst team would get the first pick and they would get the first pick in every round, however long your rookie drafts were. Most typically, I mean, most of my leagues are like five rounds. And I, I play in IDP leagues, which is the uh, individual defensive players. So, you know, I'm interested in the linebackers and, the you know, strong safeties especially and, you know, uh, defensive ends that are making a lot of sacks and that's just that's just been my lifeblood i've actually been playing fantasy football since uh 1993 where uh it wasn't really all that popular like it is now that you can just pull up scores i had to uh go to the the local newsstands and uh you know grab local papers from around you know, the area or, you know, the New York Times for information on players. And so it's been pretty much, uh, I guess, an obsession of mine since 1993, which is fun but also sad in a way.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get on with the the, the regular fantasy football that I think probably anybody that's listening to this right now or will listen to this Probably plays fantasy football, I would imagine at least in some Joe Schmo league at their work or, you know, with some of their friends or in the more serious leagues, you know, like you ringers do. Uh, hmm. But of the five of the five quarterbacks picked in the first round this year, uh, Andy, which which have the most? Who has the most fantasy value for this upcoming season?
0: I would say Josh Rosen. Um, just because I don't think Bradford is very uh, long. I mean, I still can't have paid him $20 million. I mean, he, and he's going to have uh, a healthy David Johnson. He's going to have Larry Fitzgerald. He's going to have a new weapon with Christian Kirk. So, and I just think he, he is probably the most ready to play right now. If you're looking more future long-term, Lamar Jackson – Definitely is more of a running threat, and got very uh, active arm. He uh, doesn't have the best weapons, but uh, he's somebody to look in in more of a dynasty eyes. But if you're looking at having to draft a a quarterback to use
1: this year, definitely it'd be Rosen. Is uh is Saquon Barkley going to be the most valuable rookie for fantasy this year?
0: Yes, he should be.
1: I, I'm sure that they are going to uh,
0: not only run his, his uh, legs off, but I'm sure he's going to be pretty active um, in the passing game. I wouldn't be surprised. I would think probably 800 yards rushing at least and another 800 yards receiving, I think, is is very uh, – could very much be in play. I mean, it could could go – either could go up, but I think he's going to be used –
1: uh, I don't think he's going to leave the field very much. So he could have like a David Johnson type uh, impact as a rookie this year.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he he definitely could. I mean, obviously when you got uh, OBJ, you know, taking up the defense, you got the, the second year uh, tight end also making a difference. That I mean, especially when they spread things out, he should be able to to get open against uh,
1: most linebackers. No, mo- most definitely. Uh, the guy, I think. Am, am I crazy to think that Rashad Penny has tremendous value for Seattle as a rookie in fantasy this year?
0: He does, but their offensive line is
1: horrible. I mean that that
0: that's one problem with with him. And I mean, he got he's gotten a lot of touches, you know, in the last two years. I mean, he obviously didn't come from a very strong program. i mean for for the level that he was playing, he just hasn't faced the level of competition. But from everything that we're hearing is he's gonna be the uh, the workhorse and probably getting anywhere from twenty to thirty touches a game. So he should be productive, and he would be more of a guy to target in a uh, in a redraft or a yearly league just because he might get used up pretty early, kind of what the Steelers are going to plan on doing to Love Bell, give him, uh, you know, 300 to 370 touches, and to see if his legs come off or not.
1: Right, right. Um, who's the rookie wide receiver that you're targeting uh, in your fantasy draft this year?
0: Um, I'm I'm targeting uh, Christian Kirk. I mean, I know he's had some you hear about some off-field issues now that happened that the uh, Cardinals knew about him. You know, uh, getting inebriated and doing something in a parking lot, throwing rocks or some some kind of junk. I mean, that's not the most impressive. Um, and also Gallup from Dallas is somebody that seems to be slipping, and who knows what that Dallas uh, wide receiver core is going to look like. But I think he definitely has a has a chance to be successful uh, this year.
1: Could uh, Calvin Ridley have gone to a worse spot for fantasy value?
0: No, he couldn't have. Um You know, with him also being a little bit older than than most rookies, I I ended up picking him in one. But at least, I mean, I I think he could still end up with you know seventy five catches for nine hundred yards and eight touchdowns. I mean, Julio, you know, has he'll have like a superstar game where he'll catch sixteen passes and you know, almost 300 yards and four touchdowns, and then he'll be quiet for a good part of the time. I mean, at least Ridley's not going to see, you know, the the top-notch corners. He should get single coverage, and hopefully he can, he can get free a couple times. But um, for a consistent, you know, guy that you can count on every week, he probably won't be that.
1: Um, any of the tight ends more than backup value this year?
0: Um, I would say Gusecki just because, you know, Miami does have, you know, limited weapons and he's not going to go into block. I mean, great job Ravens picking, you know, two tight ends. So we're not sure which one. I know the one of the jokes on the Internet right now is they got Hurst and then they got Anderson to, to back him up. So when Hurst's uh, legs fall off because he's an older rookie, in the next year or two that Anderson will be ready to replace him. Um, Herndon is an interesting guy with the Jets because they really don't have that much there. I mean, Godert, if he would have gone almost anywhere else, then, uh, you know, he would be, he'd probably be my number one. But since he got drafted by Philly and is behind Ertz, he probably won't be all that. Uh, used all that much until Ertz leaves um, so it, it kind of dries up after that
1: yeah the thing with the Ravens is uh I mean everybody knows I'm a South Carolina homer through and through and even I had Hayden Hurst as uh, tight end four in this draft I had Mark Andrews <laughs> read above him as a uh just because of what he can do with the football in his hands I, I liked him more so You know, I think as far as fantasy goes, I wouldn't be surprised if Andrews is more valuable uh, in the next couple of seasons than Hayden Hurst. Uh, Let's talk about IDPs now. And uh, there's probably three of – at least three, maybe four in the first round this year that should get some run. Uh, Who's going to be – who's the better IDP pick out of Roquan Smith, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Leighton Vander Esch, and even Rashawn Evans?
0: Um, I like Roquan uh, the best. I mean, I think he's he's the most ready, and the the whole Chicago, I mean, they really don't have anybody that can, can overshadow him. Um, I actually have Evans as my second just because I think he is – he might, might not be the most athletic, but I believe that he will be the one that is going to be most protected and most uh, – I just he doesn't have to to fight a lot of people for his uh you know tackle opportunities uh Trey edmonds i just i have a really bad feeling that he is gonna play um more of a strong uh, backer spot which means he's gonna be you know covering the tight end he is not going to be i mean basically in in i d p It's the weak side backer and the middle backers, the ones that that have the most coverage from the defensive line that uh, get the flow to the ball quicker. And I just have a bad feeling that Edmonds is going to get tied up, you know, dealing with uh, backs coming out of the backfield and tight ends in coverage. Um, Darius Leonard um, with the whole week, uh, Colts, um situation with their linebackers might be a surprise there. Um and, and Fred uh, Warner in San Francisco. Who knows if uh you know Malcolm Smith can uh can stay healthy and uh you know who knows what uh their, their second year linebacker that's escaping me right now that's always in trouble. I know we got charges dismissed but it looks like Fred Ruben Bolster. But, but yeah. Foster, that he is, I mean, Fred's going to be, you know, just waiting to, to jump in there. Um, as far as defensive backs, um, you know, James is far in, you know, beyond the, the best, in, in the best situation. Um, he's been lining up strong safety. Hopefully he stays there just because strong safeties get more tackle opportunities. Then free safeties who are more busy covering, um, you know, Fitzpatrick. That's just kind of a mess at, at safety. And I, I do like Edmonds from Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, he might be able to, if he's used, if they run a dime more often, he he might see the opportunity to be a little bit successful. Defensive line, oh, my gosh. There really isn't anybody – that is going to be impactful this year. I mean, Davenport, I actually just uh, – I've done a couple scouting reports on him. I just turned one into the Dynasty uh, trade calculator today. I just think he's he's too raw right now. He doesn't know anything but power. He does a good job of getting his hands uh, up front, and he's got violent, violent hands to keep people off of him. But I don't think he's going to know – all that much to do. I mean, you you saw him at the Senior Bowl. He was getting, Mm -hmm. you know, his butt kicked the the first couple days. I know he had the scoop and score, you know, in the actual game, but I really don't see him making an impact this year. Yeah,
1: he was uh, with Davenport. He was just, I don't want to say manhandled, but he did not win many one-on-one reps uh, during the three practice days. But during the game itself, I mean, he he dominated in almost every rep he had, including, like you said, the scoop and score. Um, I, I did not – that's one of the – was one of the worst moves, uh, in my opinion, during the draft was the Saints uh, giving up next year's one to move up to draft Davenport. No, and, and I agree. And a, and a pick uh, this past year,
0: too. I mean, yeah. I and everybody was getting all excited because they were thinking, oh, they're going up for Lamar Jackson because now we have uh, the backup for for Breeze that we, you know, we can keep the uh, the Peyton train going. Nothing's going to stop it now. And then when that happened, I, I know my mouth was open. I was like, are you kidding me? But you know,
1: yeah.
0: Obviously, if you I got Cam Jordan on the this. other side of you, you're you're going to be okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know that the Saints had a draft pick this year that helps the Saints in 2018.
0: Yeah, well, I mean what? Uh Scott Iron Scott from uh I forget where he's from the the the, the 56 running back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean uh, obviously who's the uh, with Kenneth Dixon didn't exactly uh you know, take the the league by storm. I mean, obviously same program, everything, but I, I mean, with, uh, see, and, and this is where my 15 concussions are, are always uh, in play when, when I'm doing live radio <laughs> that, uh, that, that my, I know what I'm talking about. Like I can see the wonderful, uh, you know, the jerseys, but the actual names always escape me. So with, uh, old Bama guy, Their running back that's suspended for the first four games. I mean, Byron Scott may have an opportunity. Yeah, that uh, with 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 Ingram. I mean, he may have an opportunity, but the the rest of the Saints draft. I mean, what what do you think of the uh, who was the it was the uh, oh see here we go again the the guy from Orlando the uh, UCF uh, Trey Quan Smith. Right. Well, but it, it's in Orlando, so that's why. It's, yeah. Um yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe in a year or two, he can he can do something. Right. But I mean, and and, and this season though, I mean, what he's fifth or sixth on your uh, on their target list there, if you're Drew Brees, and then right. Rick Leonard in the fourth round, the offensive tackle from Florida State. I had him rated as the 36th ranked offensive tackle. Goes in the fourth round. Just I just don't know how anybody watched Florida State football this past year and saw anybody on their offensive line and say I got to get some of that. I just I don't know, <laughs> didn't didn't quite uh <laughs> didn't quite see that.
0: No, I I, I agree, and unfortunately, being a, a, a former offensive uh, guard and center, and I actually coached uh, high school football for two years, I still. I I leave that to, to people to have more patience. I'm, you know, I got my fantasy things going on, so I'm always watching the defense, everybody there, and all the skilled players, but I'm still, even though I'm biased against myself, I don't pay as enough attention <laughs> to the line as I should.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it was a horror show there for their quarterbacks at Florida State this year. But Andy, uh, I appreciate you taking the time out today to uh, to call in, talk a little fantasy, talk Steelers with me. It's always good talking to you, my friend.
0: Well, it's great talking to you, and good luck with this. And I I look forward to uh, hearing some more. And if you you ever need me, uh, just just let
1: me know. I'd be happy to talk again. Absolutely, man. Uh, we'll, we'll do it again soon. Uh, thanks a lot. All right. Take care, Brad. that was Andy Molly of uh, dynastyblitz.com Steelers Depot and Dynasty Trade Calculator joining us today talking fantasy football, talking uh, dynasty football and talking uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers 2018 draft class. We talked a little bit about the New Orleans Saints there as well and uh you know various other topics. Always good to catch up with an old friend and uh, and talk football. But that's going to do it for today's episode of the Cheapest Meal presented by Deep Fried Draft. Um until next time, we'll, uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening, everybody.